And we're live. And we're back. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Jezebel and the Jester. I am Jezebel. And I'm the Jester. And we are, at this point, we're a few drinks in. A couple. Just a, just a tad. I haven't mentioned that in the last couple episodes. Like, no. Because I'm like, that's not the main focus. But like, we're a little, it's a little more than normal. For me, not quite to... When it was, I don't know, episode six. I don't remember. I think that was episode six yeah. is pretty infamous. Yeah, I. Yeah. It was not. Good. <laughs> it was not good. Um. Anyways, but I'm. You know, I'm not quite there, but I'm. I'm. I'm feeling You're it. Feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome back to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to bring you another episode. Um, how are you? How are you doing? Me? Real quick. Yeah. Let's just like. I just want to make sure that. Like right now? Just in general, yeah. Just in my yeah, life in or life, is yeah. in, in this moment? Just I'm well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I yeah. just want I want people to know how we're doing. Like I feel like oh, we yeah, talk no, a lot I'm about well. topics and then mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about us. I um I'm I could be I'm in a good place right now. Okay, good. Yeah. I like to hear that. In this moment. Yeah. In life Maybe in general. Maybe when this when this releases, who knows? Who knows where I'll be? <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. Oh, in wait, Germany. I think you'll be, be in Germany. Germany. Yeah. Wait, I think. Which you'll be in a I good spot. So. You'll be in a good yeah, spot. You'll still be sure. in the. You'll be in a high. Yeah. I'll be good. That's good for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I'd say. I'd say I'm in a good spot. I know. Like I had a little rough. You know, rough moment, yesterday, and today, but that's normal. A little normal, but I'm good. Overall, doing much better. Which we're we're gonna talk about why. Yeah. We are going to talk about why. Yeah. I turned your chair a little bit. If mm-hmm. you feel uncomfortable, you can always just turn it back. Just oh, if you want to twist it back toward me, it's fine. There we go. All but right. Whatever. I want to make sure that you guys don't see <laughs> anything. You know, it's a secret. It's a secret. What are we talking um, about? We're talking about, uh, we're talking about, this is going to be a mental health topic. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about um, medication. Medication. And we're also going to touch a little bit about, or a little bit on meditation. Yeah. Uh, and how both of those things are effective for mental health mm-hmm. and uh, what that looks like. Yeah. We both have a different experiences with both. We do. Yeah. 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 Like we don't have the same experience at all. No. Yeah. But I'm excited to but share. But we both have experiences. Right. Yeah. Like of the Definitely. same of the same sort, but yeah. also like how we handled them or whatever yeah, is different. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I don't know like where to really start, but I guess. Yeah. I guess well, talk about what. So what. I mean, can you talk about what mental health problems, I guess, you have or that you're, was it a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Yeah, psychiatrist. Well, so I went to a psychologist and then a psychiatrist for medication. So yeah. basically, um, like, but, but this was never like something I really looked at before. You know what I mean? Like I what never, like I never really like looked into mental health stuff until more recently. Maybe in the last like three or four years. Oh, you mean as far as therapy? Yeah, therapy and all of of that. Yeah, because when I before like back way back in the day, I'd say like thirteen years ago, fourteen years ago, I was on medication for depression and stuff like that. But like, I don't think I felt any different, or it didn't really do anything. Was that before you were married? Yeah, before I was married. Before you were married. How old were you? I was like eighteen, nineteen. Eighteen, nineteen. You were on medication medication for depression. depression, Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? So when I turned, well, just it was just I had a hard. I feel like I had a really rough childhood, and like 
just watching my parents and like how they were just like it was just hard and I didn't know how to deal or cope with it so by the time I graduated high school and like went on my own you know it was like a lot to bear and I just felt like it was just heavy so I but I just went I mean I went to a psychologist or a psychiatrist who just prescribed it's crazy because at that time they just like prescribed it like they were you know what I mean like I was like hey I'm depressed and they're like okay here so that's what that's, that's all you that's, had. It was that was, a, was red, that's a red flag. Him. That's a red flag. If you go to a psychiatrist or anything like that and they just pop them at you, that's a red flag yeah. for me. It's now, a physician red flag. It is. Yeah. yeah. So back in the day, it was like, oh, I'm depressed or hey, like I had I like literally was like, I can't pay attention. And they just prescribe Adderall. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Mm. It's so crazy. Like that was like, again, like 13 years ago, 14 years ago. So. When I was like in the church and I was married, I would like that. That wasn't a thing. Like mental health wasn't a thing for me. Like I didn't think yeah. about it. Um, I just prayed it away. Right. Like mm. I prayed the depression away. I prayed that and prayer and meditation are kind of something we're going to cover. But like that's how I coped with my issues, which didn't really help me at all. And you so. weren't in the church when you were 18, 19. Not as heavy as I was when I was married. Yeah. Like I was still Christian, but like I didn't, I wasn't as heavily involved in the church as I was. Yeah. I want to talk more about this 18 and 19 year old you. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. So it was because of, you feel like your parents Mm -hmm. and your kind of upbringing with them too is why you felt that way as opposed to uh, like outside things. I mean, I guess it could have been a mixture, but like the things that were that I remember, and again, trauma blocks a lot of memory out, right? Like mm-hmm. you, so you don't think about it. It's like a defense mechanism that your body does, right? So I don't even know half the. I just know that my childhood was not great, yeah. and that it was really rough. And then we never got any help for that, or like you know, like I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to cope with it. You know, I had no idea, which was where I turned to food was when I was younger. You know, so I mean, I feel like. I just didn't know how to, I didn't know how to cope. So I, I, I just went to therapy and like when I, I started and I went to a psychiatrist. When did you start going to therapy? Like when I was like 18, 19, okay. like 19, I would say is when I first started. It was mm-hmm. definitely after. Yeah, it was 19. And I went to like my first session and then I went to a psychiatrist before I went to a psychologist. And like, I just, they were just like, they just basically medicate you because that's, they get kickbacks. Let's not pretend like the pharmaceutical industry is like, all, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. Like there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on in that. But at the same time, like I'm not, obviously I am not against medication at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like when I went to my now psychiatrist, uh, she basically wanted to evaluate me in every way possible before she gave me any sort of medication. Mm. And she didn't prescribe me two things at one time. Like the last time she prescribed one, then she was like, let's see if you have any reactions. If you don't, like in the next two weeks, then mm. we can go ahead and prescribe you the other one. I just don't want to prescribe both. And then one has a reaction and I don't know which one it is. Like yeah. just very yeah. like responsible. As they should be. Responsible. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like if you, it's hard because you have to find a, a good psychiatrist and mm. sometimes they're not good. Yeah. Oh, take the time to find a good therapist or yeah. a psychiatrist. Yeah. If you're working on your mental health, for sure, take the time. And it's, it, it might not be the first person that you run into and don't be afraid to, if you go to a therapist and you're unsure 
Like get a second opinion. Yeah. And go try out somebody Another else one, and yes. see how it feels. Because once you find that one that clicks, it'll be so much better and yes. your journey will go so much further, so and much have quicker. One, and one that challenges you too. Yeah, because like absolutely for me when I was going to my therapist and I was like I was in such a it was the mood swings were so bad mm. and I just didn't know how else to like tell her. Like I'm like, I can't handle this. Like it's too much to bear. And she's like, oh, okay, like um, you know, that was the point where she was like, after us being together for months, you know, she's like, okay, you need to go see someone like a psych, you know, a psychiatrist about some, some meds. She's like, but I want you to remember that a lot of what you're going through is because of your trauma. Mm. Like that's, it's, it's not like, it may not be the way your brain is wired. It just may be yeah. because your body is responding yeah. to trauma. And so like, this can be, <clears throat> excuse me, this can be good for a little bit and then see where it goes from there. I like that because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, if my body can do what it needs to do or my brain can do what it needs to do, if I can redirect or train it the way it needs to, I would much rather do it that way. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to um, also negate the idea of like, maybe I need some help. Maybe my brain needs a little bit of help too. Yeah get to that point. Yeah. You know, that was something that I've, I've heard on another podcast <clears throat> on Joe Rogan's podcast. He had a guy on, Red flag. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> if I'm not here next week, guys, uh, it's been fun. Uh, <laughs> Red flag. It's been a blast. Um, it doing was this so podcast. good to see everyone. Yeah. Um, we're going to uh, close this out. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So what were you listening uh, on to? On another podcast, he uh, had, uh, he had a, uh, a mental health person on as a psychiatrist or something mm -hmm. like that. And he was talking about, uh, just how many people are being prescribed medication when maybe that's not what they need necessarily kind mm -hmm. of similar in your situation, mm -hmm. whether or not you need it, I don't know, but, um, it's, sometimes it's not always a chemical imbalance. Right. Right. And so that's something you, you hear a lot. If mm -hmm. you're depressed, you have a chemical imbalance automatically. Like that's what they say mm -hmm. when it's not always the case. Right. And sometimes I would assume most of the time, I don't know for sure. It's really with just unprocessed trauma. Yeah. That's the issue. Your, your, the chemicals in your brain are working properly, mm -hmm. but maybe your thoughts aren't allowing them to the chemicals to flow as they should. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that he touched on in that podcast. And I thought it was, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. It's like, yo, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I've felt like maybe so many people shouldn't be on medications. I could agree with as you. As there are, mm -hmm. especially younger people. I also think though that there are people that should be on medication that are not. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like they can go both ways, right? Like definitely. That's why like, you know, I'm, again, we're going to bring up the things I'm watching, but like, I, you know, I'm very interested in the mind, you yeah. know? And so I feel like a lot of times I'm like these people that are like these serial killers or these sociopaths like they didn't get the mental health treatment that they needed and a lot of times it's not just therapy that's going to help these people it's literally medication to help their brains get rewired in the direction it should be going you mm -hmm. should never like they should never really get to that point but people do and because they mm -hmm. don't take mental health seriously mm -hmm. right so i always think like man i wonder what would have happened mm -hmm. to that person Ooh. if they would have taken their mental health seriously might have not developed what a if, palate for people right never know they're like you know what i don't want to i don't want to eat a heart today you know what i don't, don't want to like human killing heart. people today yeah <gasps> yeah yeah 
What but I do feel like occasion. you're right. Like there are people that probably shouldn't be on meds. Like they probably, and this is a, a thing too. So like I have ADD, um, ADHD, and mm-hmm. but it also the symptoms overlap with other things. Yeah, so like definitely people that are neurotypical or whatever the case is, or or, or like autistic, mm-hmm. like on a spectrum of autism. Do you know how many times I've questioned if I was like on the spectrum? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder if I am because it a lot of the symptoms of those things overlap with each other, and so. People get prescribed medication for ADD and ADHD and it may not even like, for example, I get prescribed Adderall and it gives me anxiety a little bit sometimes just depending. And um, it's normal for people who have uh, that have ADHD that take Adderall. It's normal for them to feel anxiety if that's not the right prescription for them because they have overlapping symptoms of something Mm. else. So it's like that may not be the right prescription for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like another thing, too, is people aren't willing to like be like, hey, this I I shouldn't be taking this because of I should try something else. Or, you know what I mean? Like people just get really comfortable with the medication that they're on. Mm -hmm. Adderall being one that a lot of people people like taking. taking, A lot of people take Adderall recreationally. Correct. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily the best. No, it's not. Mm. It's not. And I also like I didn't want to be prescribed Adderall. Like I when I specifically went and said, like, I prefer not um, just because it does give me it puts me on edge a little bit where I feel like I can't relax. So Mm. I can't like shut my brain down and just I just keep going. And I don't like that feeling. Mm. I don't like feeling like well, that. Well, Adderall is a stimulant. No, for for sure. Yeah. Right. But when I went, I had been prescribed that before. Mm-hmm. Like that was back 13 or whatever years ago. And then when I went this time, I was like, I don't want to be prescribed Adderall. Can I get on something different? And unfortunately, you know, our healthcare system. It's not another, the best. It's another podcast. It's not um, It's, you know, our insurance isn't whatever. Anyway, so the insurance that I have does not cover what I needed. Um, it did, but like the copay was atrocious and I'm not paying that every month yeah. for something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if it was like I had, a, I was dying, then yeah, I'd pay that. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, this is not that kind of thing. I'm not going to pay that. Was that Vivance? Yeah. That was. It was Vivance. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'd much rather try like something that's not it's different, but mm-hmm. because it's so much newer, that's why it's so expensive. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Uh, I was like, how much would my copay for Adderall be? And it was hundreds of dollars less mm-hmm. like it's crazy i was like so you're willing to give me and they won't even let me take the um the what is it called the generic version like my uh, insurance requires me to yeah. get adderall like yeah, the, the Ad- name brand version that's so that's stupid, weird huh? this is why i think that the pharmaceutical they're industry is there one another absolutely oh yeah so that's why i'm very careful oh, yeah. you know like i'm like i would rather not but it was the only option i will say though if i can work it works it works that it shit works, works. Yeah. yo yo it fucking works. my god that shit works yeah. like a champ yeah it's it it's really crazy does. yeah so I, I'm not like upset about it. I just like, you know, I still kind of wish that I was on, I would rather have tried something different, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, as long as my, so we talked about my caffeine intake. So like, that's another thing. If you're taking meds, you should probably like be careful with that caffeine intake. Be aware. Alcohol intake, which is why I don't drink very often anymore. This is about the only time I do. Cause I'm like, I don't want to, just don't want to. I don't want to mix are it. There interactions. Yeah. I don't want to mix happen. it like that. Yeah. yeah. Not like frequently which is what people do mm-hmm. like frequently mixing these things and mm-hmm. 
overdoses and all kinds of shit. So I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll just take what I need to take and then not worry about alcohol. But the caffeine, I needed to stop taking because or drinking. Yeah. Which was so hard for me. But it, it's okay. well, it's hard for. Listen, I hear people talk. I listen to people sometimes, and some of them they're not even talking to me. <laughs> You're just, you're just eavesdropping. Just, and I'm not a big eavesdropper. I mean, I, do, I don't. I just okay. don't care. Okay. I don't give a fuck. You don't? Yeah, I, I just don't you. care. Okay. And I'll, I'll be hanging out and somebody be like, yo, did you just hear what the fuck they're talking about? Like, I have no idea what the fuck is. There's Gosh, other people so, here. Like, oh I have my no God, clue. You're so I don't, focused I don't on care. I really just don't care. your group. Um, but people will say, I can't. I can't not have my cup of coffee. Don't talk to me after until I've had my cup of coffee. Like coffee, this coffee, that coffee, this coffee, all the time. And, I'm, and I ask Mike, when's the when's like the last time you you took a break from having? Never, never, ne- never. Like you don't you don't. For me, it, I take a break from pre workout. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like from any stimulant like that. I feel like I got to take a break and let my body find a homeostasis again before I go back into it. And I just for years and years of years of people are trying to stay awake to (laughs) to like live life because it's so fucking exhausting. So they they continue this caffeine intake or stimulant intake. What do you think people smoke? It would be easier to relieve stress. It would be easier to stay awake if you took a fucking break and let your body relax I, for it. Your body's like constantly like this the whole time. You're like, oh my God. And then you yeah. go to sleep and it wakes up and it's like, fucking yeah, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, I God, know. It's exa- oh, it's exhausting. Trust me. To even think about. So when I was, when I first started the medication, my Adderall, and then I was still drinking like a ton of coffee, like I normally do, my anxiety <sighs> was through the roof oh, i could imagine oh my gosh i i could not sit down i had to be doing something i like i went to that's when i really went to the gym like it was almost like pre-workout i needed to like get the energy yeah. out so much but it didn't help like nothing was helping so mm-hmm. that anxiety was not being driven by like my body being you know full of anxiety. it was like i just couldn't control the anxiety so i was like i need to stop drinking caffeine you were overstimulated yeah i was so over and not even that like i wasn't just drinking coffee like i have a, i have a red bull when i get into work oh we, yeah yeah you know what yeah. i mean because I work in the morning, and so I'm like, oh, like I, I made a rule where I didn't drink after 12, but that didn't matter because I was taking Adderall and drinking coffee and having a Red Bull all before 12. Like, come on. <laughs> I, of course, that was going to be high anxiety. So as soon as I stopped that, though. Hey, who gave you that idea? I don't even know. I was, I'm just so used to doing that, and then I just didn't take into account uh, that, you know. Uh, okay. I stopped. Like, I do still sometimes have a Red Bull, okay? Mm-hmm. But I don't, it's when I didn't drink coffee mm-hmm. like or something like that. But yeah. Stimulant, stimulant, too much makes you go, just makes you feel so much anxiety. So I don't do that now. So that's, that's good. I, I'm learning like yeah. how to function on, yeah, that's good on it. But anyways, but that's, so I take that and then I wasn't diagnosed with bipolar depression. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like a diagnosis that was given to me, mm-hmm. but just from seeing my Did mood you swings. you self-diagnose yourself with so, bipolar? So when I saw my therapist before I saw my psychiatrist, I was like, I'm pretty sure I have bipolar disorder. I know. This is what I told her. <laughs> okay. Because what do you do? What do you do? 
You go on WebMD, oh, right? Yeah, okay. You do. Go on WebMD. You, you type in your symptoms, yeah. or you or you type in what you think you have, and then you somehow like adapt all those symptoms. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, I have that. Oh yeah, I definitely. Oh, have I that. for sure have yeah. that. How did you know that I yeah. have that? Yeah, it's like horoscopes, but yeah. for your health. So like, literally, <laughs> uh, like your horoscope. Yeah, health horoscopes. So I'm reading, and I'm like, oh my god, I have all these things, right? And I do, I do have a lot of the symptoms. Like we're not gonna, like I wasn't just trying to put them. Like towards my personality. Yeah. Like I was really like, no, I do that. Yeah, like no, I definitely do that. Um, and so when I told her, she was like, Okay, I don't want you this is why I like my therapist. She's like, I don't want you to self diagnose because mm. she's like, That's first of all my job. You're not even that, <laughs> she's like, You're putting yourself in a box. Yeah. So you put yourself in a box and then now like you're trying to live your entire life and that's like your identity and you like that's not what you should do. Mm. You know? Good for so, her. I know I love my therapist. Oh, Isn't she? She likes to really, so she's a pro meds, all that, but she's also very like, you know, she's just solid. Good really enjoy her. her. Yeah. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I was trying not to self-diagnose, you know, but I was like, man, it's really crazy. So when I went to my psychiatrist, um, it was the first time I was meeting her. And so she made me take this little, you know, like, Hey, how are you feeling? Kind of thing. And it was like a whole, it was a whole bunch of questions. And a lot of them, like, you know, checking off an honest answer. That's what I, I was like. I need to be honest. Yeah. Right. Like critical. I need to be really honest. Like I can't be like, you know, have you felt days where like you didn't want to be alive? Like, you know what I mean? Like really intense questions. And like, it's like, okay, I have to be super honest, you know, like, like, what am I going to write here? So just, just make being as honest as possible with every question. And then she like, you know, kind of like interviewed me and she just was like, yeah, it seems like your moods are really really high or they're really really low and you don't have a way to like stabilize your mood right it's either high or low that's Mm -hmm. it and uh like the behaviors that i was expressing to her she was like concerned about you know and so that's when she was like okay so i'm gonna prescribe you a medication that is normally given to people (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even tell her any of this i didn't even tell her what i told my therapist So do you, like, can you I imagine? I don't want you to feel like you have this. Yeah, but, but this is what we prescribe for people that have bipolar depression, but it's normally bipolar two, which is not as severe as bipolar one. Bipolar mm. one is a whole nother level of destroying your life, mm. like destroying your entire life. And it's just not good. Bipolar two is like you, it's like a more mild case yeah. of that, right? Is there a bipolar three? I don't know. I honestly okay. probably, you know what? The spectrum of things is so wide. Maybe. I probably will eventually yeah. have something, we'll but, see. but like she was like, it's also, it's also a anticonvulsant. So people that have like epilepsy and all that, like we, they also take the same exact medication that I'm on. So it's so interesting because I'm like, what does one have to do with the other? Yeah. Right? They don't. They don't, but they're yeah. both prescribed to people with bipolar disorder and with people that have seizures. Mm-hmm. Like that. So that's what boggles my mind. I'm like, that's because the seizure is. No, that's wrong, right? That's you shouldn't be. There should be a specific one. I don't I don't know. Obviously, one. obviously it obviously the medication affects the same part of the brain for both mm-hmm. issues. So that's why I'm saying this stuff is interesting to me. Like, mm. I'm like, okay, that's. Are you curious about why that is? Or maybe that there might be a connection there? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, do people that ha- like, what do seizures and people that have bipolar depression have in common as far as like their. Do you know like, what kind of medication it is? Is it like a beta blocker? It's, or a, it's an anticonvulsant. An anticonvulsant. Yeah. 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 What? So. Do you, what? 
Okay. Yeah. Um, can you say what medication it is? Yeah, lamotrigine. Lamotrigine. Yeah, lamotrigine. So it's 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 for people that have bipolar yeah. depression and literally or have seizures. seizures. Yeah. yeah. So it's just so interesting because I'm like, wow, like, what do they have? Is to there do? a common name for it? Um, I don't know. Okay. Like a, like a generic. Yeah. I'm not positive what it is, uh, but oh, lamotrigine. Yeah. It's I'm, a very. I'm, now I'm curious. It's a very popular look it up. brand. It's yeah. a very. Po- I mean, it's a very popular medication mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Like I just talked to a friend who also has been like struggling with some things, and that was like one of the first things that they prescribed to him to help him with that. Right. We have very similar things going on like as far as our moods go mm-hmm. um i will tell you though like okay so it's so funny it's not funny uh but it's <laughs> it's so funny it's not funny. hilarious but it's not <laughs> funny at all uh no but she was just like when she prescribed me the medication she was like i just want you to make sure that you're looking out for a rash yeah and i was like what what <laughs> no. i remember this i'm sorry what did you say like a what and she's like yeah like if you have any sort of rash while you're taking it so she put me on like one of the lowest doses that she could put me on and basically during the first two weeks, like you have to look out and see if you get this rash. This rash, is, she's like, go to the emergency room. That's what she said. If you get this rash, go to the emergency room immediately. Because what happens is it might just be a rash, but it also could be severe enough to where it turns into something called Stephen Johnson's rash or mm-hmm. something like that. Stephen Johnson's rash, I think is what it is. That literally kills people. Like it literally, like it literally kills you. Stops your heart. Wow. All this stuff, right? That's not very common for this to happen. But mm-hmm. it's still like, it's still like... That's terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is why they put you on such a low dose. Mm-hmm. And then they up your dose the next time. And then they still tell you to watch for it. But if it didn't happen within the first five, six days, you're in the clear, most likely. Is that specific to this Lamo? What is it? Lamotrogen. Lamotrogen. Yeah. It's I, specific to that I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're... I mean, even when I went to go pick it up from the pharmacy, the pharmacist was like, hey, did they tell you about the rash? <laughs> The rash. Oh my god! That Sounds like a, a fucking STD or that some fucking, shit. That fucking there's a capital T and a capital R on that motherfucker. Do they tell you about the rash? The rash. That sounds like a terrible fucking movie. Doesn't it? It's the a rash. horror movie. The, the rash. rash. Dude, that's what it. That's what it sounded like when he. Are told you me. taking Lamotrigine? <laughs> that's oh my god. That's like their commercial. They're like, <laughs> take Lamotrigine so you don't get the rash. The rash. The rash. Yeah, that's, that's, that's basically how it felt. Like it it was, it was talked about a lot. And so I got nervous. And of course, like every little itch or whatever I had, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting hella paranoid. I was. This is the rash. This is the rash. It's giving me the wrath of the rash. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it didn't. No rash. I'm good now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm in the clear. I'm in the clear. I'm all in. How how much did they, can you mention how much they started you out on? Yeah, 25 milligrams. 25 milligrams. Which seemed like a lot. Which is a low dose. It's a very low dose for this medication. Yeah, it's relative. Very, very small dose. And can you say what you're on now? And now I'm on 100. Now you're on 100 milligrams. Yeah, so they went from, she went from 25 Mm -hmm. to 50. Over how long? Uh, Like four weeks. So 25 to 50 in four weeks. And 25 for four weeks? Yeah. No, no, no. 25 for two weeks. 25 for two weeks. 50 for two weeks. 50 for two weeks. And then 100. Now I'm on 100. And that's and then it. 100. Yeah. Just to make sure the rash part yeah. was like that. That was it. That was literally the reason yeah. that they did that. That's yeah. how bad that rash is. Damn. 
Isn't that crazy? That's wild. That's fucking wild. Yeah. That that medication can cause something like that. Yeah. That's what. That's why I'm like, if you don't need to be on it, don't do that. Don't shit. do that. Just like all those fucking medication that you see on TV with all the uh, like side effects and shit. With the, yeah. the the side effects are <laughs> worse than the the, yes. the thing it's treating. You're exactly. like, yo, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't the, and I had, I had to I think got to myself. Irritable bowel syndrome. Right. I don't want to die. Wanna die. <laughs> I don't mind being uncomfortable for a little bit. <laughs> That's fine. So I'm going to shit on myself or I die? (laughs) Just give me a colostomy bag. (laughs) Can I live? (laughs) Shit. It really is like that. It really is. It is. So I had to think about that when I I got prescribed that. Like, I was like, is is a... A, a rash that could kill me is it worth, worth it? it is it worth but the it? the percentage helps yeah right so yeah. it's literally less than two percent of people even get a rash yeah. let alone stephen johnson's rash yeah. right and it's untreated and it's exactly if you go untreated then correct it can kill you that's exactly. a lot of there's things. a lot of things lot to of, consider if you go untreated with a lot of shit if you go untreated with the flu it could Right, kill you a lot more often. Exactly. There's a lot of things you got to take into account. So I was like, well, yes. In comparison to how I'm feeling uh, on the daily, yes, I would much rather it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really bad, and mm-hmm. I and I don't think that like I mean you got a pretty good brunt of it. Like I think yeah. as my friend, you got a really good brunt of what I was going through. Yeah. Um, I talked to my friend Stephanie like every morning mm-hmm. uh, when I was working nights. I would she like um, basically she would we would Facetime each other, and um, there's a lot of time when we were spending time in the gym too. Was when I was working nights, like like so I was able to like call her in the mornings and like every morning I'd wake up and we would chat and she works from home, so we're just talking and like. And we're very comfortable with each other. And we're both very mentally ill. No, I'm just kidding. We were both very <laughs> much like open about our mental health and mm-hmm. things that she's going through, things I'm going through. We're very like we're best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel very comfortable about being completely honest with her about everything. And so she got to a point where she was like, I'm a, I'm a little concerned, you know? And, and when someone says that to you, uh, it's like you're like, wow. Like, okay, she why did she say she was concerned? Just because of like how... Your mood swings? Manic I was every mm. morning I wake up like just bawling mm. and just hating my life and just like not wanting to be Is that, here. That's not manic though. That's depressive. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, and then my manicness came in with the behaviors I had, right? Like my promiscuity mm-hmm. went like heightened mm-hmm. at an all time high when mm-hmm. I was going through that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like I was just rotating mm-hmm. through guys, you know, and it, that's a very big move when it comes to someone mm-hmm. that has like bipolar too mm-hmm. right spending money you don't have mm-hmm. like it affecting your life like your bills and stuff like that like that stuff had happened to me before so why wouldn't you know what i mean like why wouldn't i still have yeah. those same so it's just it was just really bad it was i couldn't get a hold of like anything my life was just kind of like it felt like it was shattering and falling apart and i didn't know how to like grasp everything because i didn't know where to start right mm-hmm. and when you're in those like mood swings and you're not stable you can't really concentrate on things that you have to get done yeah you know so this is what my whole life was for like a year after like josh passed away after uh, after all the trauma i went through just in the last two years not including my childhood trauma so I'm just imagining all these things that are happening to me. And I'm like, no, no wonder. Yeah. Right. And that's why my therapist is like, this is, this is trauma based. Like we can tell that you're, you're in these swings because like your body is trying to cope with the trauma that you've experienced in the last two years and, and even before that, but even more so recently. So that's why I'm like, oh, I'm on meds. 
but I may not always be on them. Yeah. Who knows? Like yeah. if I can, if I can get to a point where I'm like healed, where I can like feel like I can handle it on my own maybe, or maybe like if I, I can't, I might not be able to. And that's kind of like, I, I can I, I think being real about the, being really real with yourself about that rather than like trying to like use it as like a coping mechanism. About right? like, what? About being, like if you really need to be on meds. Need to be on them? Yeah. Like yeah. do you like do you really think you need to be on mm. them or do you think they just it's just like a crutch because, you, you know. So that for me brings in the aspect of using medication as a tool. Yeah. Right. And so let's say that you don't have a chemical imbalance, but you have these traumas that you need to unpack or what have you, whatever the case may be. But your body functions as it should. Mm -hmm. You can use medications to find that balance. Yes wean yourself off of these medications yes. and then see what happens. Right. I guess. Yeah. Is how I would imagine that it would work. Yeah. I think that that would work for like, sometimes I question if it would work for my depression mm -hmm. because, because I, my depression is never circumstantial. Mm. It's like seriously, like I could be, everything could be going right. I could, how do you know that? Because, because everything could be going the When's way When's the last time everything to. was going right? Um, I mean, I want to, I want to say everything. Yeah. I mean, I guess that everything is going right, but I'm in a good spot, right? Like I'm in a really good spot. Like I feel uh, energized, healthy, motivated, all this stuff, right? Like I feel, I have these feelings and like, I'm like, even like just recently, like I've been going to the gym, I'm doing I, I we, well, this and all this stuff, making, right? Huh? Yeah. No, I know that. I know. But then like, I, and then I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So, so, so are you, you think that you'll need to be on these indefinitely? I think that well, with the, with depression, like I did all these things, these things that would satisfy you, right? Like checking things off a list. Do you, I, no one really understands or you might, I don't think I've even told you, like I've been wanting to redo my living room, like literally since I got, since Josh passed away mm -hmm. because we moved into this place together and I just wanted it to be different. I just mm -hmm. didn't want to, you know, so that was like something to check off my list. Like it was like a huge deal. Things are going good. Like I'm in the gym. Mm -hmm. I'm like eating healthy. I feel good, right? But yet I still I still get like these really depressive moods that slip into that. And it and it has nothing to do with my circumstances, really. It has more it just I'm just sad. And I can't explain I, it. You just have a hard time believing that. I don't I, how do you know it doesn't have to do with your circumstances? Because I dig into I dig into it. Yeah. I dig into why I'm upset. Uh-huh. So like I'll I'll be like, okay, I'm lonely. Okay, let's let's just say that. Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. That's why I sent you that one take that one video because I was like, she went through all these like feelings that are attached to loneliness that may not need to be attached to yeah. loneliness. So like I I do pick myself apart where I'm like, am I really like am I really sad or am I just lonely? Or like what what am I actually feeling? So I do pick into my feelings a lot. And a lot of times, like something may trigger a feeling, but there shouldn't be a reason that I should be that upset. You know what I mean? Like that upset over something that's not that really isn't in the spectrum of things that big of a deal, you know. And and I get so sad over it for for mm. really no reason. Like my it's overwhelming, you know. Mm. So I think that's why I'm like, okay, like maybe I maybe that part of me does need meds. Like to help me balance that. Mood. That's a that's a, a symptom of ADHD though. Yeah, is being impulsive on your emotions. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely. That's definitely. And me. so uh, I was, <laughs> I, was I saw a clip from a podcast that shall go unnamed, oh. and it had a uh, oh, uh, a brain doctor. What are they called? A neuro a neuroscientist or something like that. Neurosurgeon. It. it was no, a surgeon. I think it was a neuroscientist. Oh. Uh, and he was talking. Uh, oh wait, did I send you? I may have sent. No, I sent it to Katie. Uh, it was. Um, he was talking about ADHD and was mentioning how it's not a disease like people like to think. Oh, you did. I think you did is. actually did send this. And he was mentioning it has a lot to do with how you were brought up in your childhood, just like all mental mm-hmm. health yeah. problems. Um, and but he just, also said that it doesn't mean it's not real. No, it's yeah. very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's overcomeable. Yeah, yeah. If that's a word. Yeah, we'll make it a word. We'll make it a word. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's that's a, especially for me personally, and like so, my journey with uh, mental health medications. Mm-hmm. Was I was kind of I kind of self-diagnosed myself with ADHD mm-hmm. at one point in my life. I bought a, like I bought a book. It was like a workbook, adults with ADHD or something like that. Mm. And I read through it and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You oh, just yeah, applied no, everything yeah, for to you, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, all right. And then in the book it said, make sure you go see somebody. Well, Don't course. just use this as disclosure. A, you know. Disclosure. And, yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me go. Let me go talk to somebody. And so I found a, a psychiatrist. When spoke with her and she kind of uh, did like an interview with mm-hmm. me yep. and asked yep. me all these questions and, you know, figured out whether or not it actually was my problem or not. And same thing. She started me out on uh, on Adderall. And I was like, OK, cool. Uh, like I've heard about it. I've tried it before. Actually, I, I don't know how much I tried, but uh, it was a very small dose, I would think. And I really didn't notice anything mm-hmm. or maybe it just made me feel normal. Probably. And so I was like, all right, man, it's what it does. It didn't work or whatever. Yeah. And so she started me out on a, on a small dose and kind of bumped it up every couple weeks or whatever it was similar to your situation. Uh, and Adderall just really, I felt like it just didn't do it for me mm, regardless of how I can't remember what, well, the you might be more, I, I think you're more and we can, we can look into this more later, but like you seem more, you definitely have ADD qualities, right? Like, or, uh, symptoms, but you also seem very like neurotypical, like there's specific things about, mm-hmm. then they really overlap. Mm-hmm. And so if you like look into there's, there's different, you have different, um, like not pet peeves or just like different things that that like bother you mm-hmm. or different things that you are focused on or whatever when you're neurotypical. Mm-hmm. So I always like question like, okay, if you're prescribed Adderall and you're neurotypical, that's not the medication you should mm-hmm. be on because it'll make you feel not, it won't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. There's, you know what I mean? So what do you mean when you say neurotypical? There's, like, I, don't, I don't really know a lot about it. I just know okay. people that are that. So I have a friend that follows me, two of them, and they were diagnosed with ADHD at first Mm -hmm. and then they were taking like medication for that and it was making them feel anxious it was not like a good mix for them and then they started talking more about like like neurotypical started becoming more of a thing like it's like oh you could also it's like a spectrum of adhd it's this oh i'm not farting (laughs) i was like what is that sound (laughs) i won't fart in front of you okay please (laughs) won't do it please no i would never i could never now that i know (laughs) now that i know (laughs) how you feel Uh, how you really feel let's talk about how many fart fucking (laughs) things are on my instagram these days (laughs) it heard you it heard you talk it heard me talk about it (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, anyway, what was I saying? Neurotypical. Oh yeah. So yeah. So basically, uh, they were prescribed Adderall for that, and then like for ADD, but it wasn't even what they like. They, it's not really what they had. They were more neurotypical, which that medication doesn't work for people that are. Neurotypical. Does that mean normal? I don't know what neurotypical exactly. Sounds like There's, sounds like a n- typical brain. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Maybe it's not. No, I think it's neurotypical. I gotta look it up. No, I gotta look it up. But regardless, regardless of what it is, it's on the spectrum. If you're prescribed Adderall for something like that, it's not gonna work for you, right? So maybe it's not ADHD. Maybe it's something. So let's say let's self-diagnose. Let's so, go to WebMD. No, I'm just joking. Uh, tried Adderall. Didn't, didn't work. work. Switched over to Vivance, right? And Worked like a charm. Started me out on whatever it was. I think it was twenty five milligrams or whatever. And I was like, I really couldn't. I don't know. I was like, I, the whole time I was like, I don't know if I feel it or not. I'm not sure. And uh, bumped it up to whatever it was thirty or something. I was like, ah. Then we bumped it up to forty. Yo. That was a sweet spot. Yo. You've never gotten so much done in your life, Yo. right? Never. I took that shit one morning and I was like laser focused. Yeah. Laser focused. Yeah. It was palpable. That then and that was what I was looking for, but at the same time, I was like, nah. Yeah. This <laughs> for is me, not good. I was like, this no. This is not good. I was like, this shit works and it works well. Yeah. And I and I I never took it again. I was like, I'm good. I took it one time after that when I was working on uh, my NFT uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to fucking like zero Focus. in on this thing and like get this thing done. And so I, I popped a Vivance that morning. And let me tell you what, you so much I done. worked so well and was so focused. The workflow was just going. I felt so like just in the zone. And I was like, yo, the whole time I'm sitting here working on this fucking presentation, I'm thinking to myself, like, this shit is fucking incredible. And that's why I don't take it because it's so good that I, I, you think it's a very, it's, I will, I'll get addicted. Oh, for sure. Oh my God. That's actually one of the main things I thought about before I even started taking it again. Yeah. Because the first time I took it, I, was, I didn't get like addicted, but like I did really like the feeling of being able to get stuff done. Right. Yeah. That's the addicting that's, part. Oh, yeah. So I was like, OK, like if I'm going to get back on, that's why I wanted to try another one, too, because I was mm-hmm. like, maybe something different will not make me feel that, you know. So when I before I started taking it again, the only reason I really started taking it again was because. I really felt like I was not in a good place and I needed something again, a tool to yeah. help me just get myself in the right mindset. Yeah. And then hopefully like I can wean off and like keep those, uh, what is it called? The, like keep those habits mm-hmm. and like make, you know what I mean? Like make it something like that. So that's what I'm hoping goes for that. Like goes with this. I don't ever like, I don't ever feel like I need to have it. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, so, so they, she prescribed me only 20. The time before, I was on 60 Adderall? milligrams of Adderall, Sheesh. which is the highest that you can be prescribed. So, was and, it extended release? Yep. Both yeah. of them were. So I did a 30 during the day, 
And then I did uh, 20 like in the middle of the day if I needed it because uh, I was working full time and going to school. Oh, so mine were extended release just in the capsule. That's what mine were too. What do you mean? You took another one? I took a 30 in the morning and then if I needed the 20, oh, then no. I would take another 20. I'm saying 20. that mine was one capsule that I got 20 or I got 20 milligrams mm-hmm. in the morning and then the next 20 milligrams in the afternoon just in, like one, just in, one, in one capsule. Well, I mean, mine is probably then like 10 and 10. Because it's a 20 milligram and extended 20, release. Oh, so it's 20 milligram extended release. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she gives me a 10 milligram instant release one if I need it uh, later in the day. This okay. is what I have now. Yeah. But before it was 20, it was 30 milligrams. So probably like, you know, 10 throughout the day and yeah. then 20 overlapping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was going to school and working at the same time. I'm not going to lie to you. Before our first podcast, mm-hmm. I took that fucking bottle out of my medicine cabinet was like i could really nah nah i don't want to do that oh my gosh <laughs> i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it one of these days you know because then you'll we would we both take one and we'd be like oh my god yeah oh but that's me gosh. though i've i've taken things um and felt ways that made me think i know how people could get addicted yeah. to this and that is exactly how i Why felt do you think it's when a controlled i was taking substance? i was yeah. like yo this feels so good yeah i i'm a and yeah, it's yeah, the same to- it's the same reason why i've never taken steroids or never yeah. taken testosterone because mm. i know that eventually you will have to be on that shit for the rest of your life and i was like let me postpone that for as long as i can yeah and the same shit here i'm like i just I know, I know. If I take that shit consistently and just get in that, this fucking is what mood. you. This is what you. This is how you have to dig when you think about taking medication. Yeah, like you have to be like, do you know yourself well enough? Oh, this yeah. This is why it's a controlled substance too, mm-hmm. though. When I first got prescribed this last time, um, I could not find it at any pharmacy. And when I say that, I mean like every place I called, they couldn't even tell me if they had any. I had to go into each pharmacy because. They weren't allowed to talk about how much like a controlled substance they had in the store because it was like an item that was like, you know, they would break in and steal it. Like No shit. Yeah. So like if you call into like a CVS Mm -hmm. and you ask them, hey, do you guys have Adderall on hand? Mm -hmm. They will not answer you. They'll be like, we can't disclose that information. Wow. But if you go in. Yeah. But if you go in and you like give them your prescription, Mm -hmm. then they can let you know at that time. But we don't have any, which is what happened to me. Literally, so like I went to three before I found one, and then if they know that you're going to be coming back, they'll order it. Mm-hmm. But they a lot of places don't even keep it on hand because wow. it's so no addictive for people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very much like a, and of course you know you have to have your ID when you pick it up. Like it's a very much like no one else can pick it up for you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like very controlled, and you can't pick it up early. So like literally, I just ran out today. I won't be able to pick it up till tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I can imagine how it would feel if you were a normal person and took that shit. Holy fuck. Yes, please. <laughs> Dude, I know. Well, and it's funny because it does kind of frustrate me because sometimes I'll take it and I'll be like, I feel kind of normal. Like not, I want to be on that mode of like, yeah. right? But it's but like, it's, it's supposed not really, to make you feel normal. It's just supposed to make you feel stable. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. what I feel. And I'm like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, that's why I'm like, don't prescribe me anymore, though, because that's where I should be. Yeah. You know, I should be right there. Yeah. The only reason I got the 10, like, little hit was because sometimes I work really early. A little bump. Or I have to close, and, yeah. like, it's just late, you yeah. know, and I have to be awake that yeah. whole time. So 
It's just like a bump if I need it. And I don't even take yeah. it all the time. Yeah. yeah That's so, understandable. Yeah. But now we talked to like covered up medication. Medications. Meditation. Meditation. Oh, we got a whole ass. Where are we at? Meditate. We're at 47. Okay. All right. We can we can touch on it. We can touch on meditation. Yeah. Because it's not like a, I mean, it's extended, but it's, it's not I'm like. I'm not, I mean, and, and neither are you no. super well versed in meditation. Right. The, my, so for me, the biggest, I meditate to go to sleep mm-hmm. is, and I don't know if that counts, but I think it does. But for me, what I do is, uh, especially if I'm having like a hard time going to sleep, I'll lay as still as possible, mm-hmm. like super still. And this is uh, one of the biggest things when you're meditating is laying as still as possible or being as still as possible wherever you are. And there will be times to where you're, you you feel like there's an itch on the tip of your nose or something like that. Why do you think I fidget so much? And you have to you have to ignore it. Because it's your, it's just your body telling you to move because you feel uncomfortable being still. And it's like, it's just your body like, please move something, please. That sounds like torture to me. Please move something. Torture. And so, and, and I, I learned this, especially when I was in yoga and during my, my year kind of doing yoga, being out of the gym or whatever, and focusing solely on that yoga, a lot of times is considered moving meditation. And then, but when you get to the stillness, especially at the end um, of the practice, mm-hmm. what is it called? Do you know what the end? Yeah. When you just lay there, I can't remember what it's called. I don't I'm not, know. I'm, I'm not, not well versed in yoga. Not, why, not, why did you I'm, look I'm, at I'm, me I'm, like I knew? I'm embarrassed right now that I don't know. Um, <laughs> All you, I know. You just lay there, corpse pose. Oh, okay. And you lay there and you just breathe and it's just meditation. And you lay there and it's it's like recovery for uh for your yoga practice yeah and that's exactly what the meditation is but i kind of use that to go to sleep for myself if ever my mind's racing and you kind of just let the ideas you just let thoughts in and you let them go passively you don't you know hold on to anything you let a thought in okay let it go and Mm -hmm. you just breathe and just lie as still as possible and uh for me, it works like a I don't charm know how to, to just do, I don't drift need, off sounds, to sleep. That sounds the, like the hardest thing I could ever do. It's tough for some people. It, that sounds like the most difficult thing ever. Yeah. But again, like it's learnable. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like you, you can do it. You just have to practice, you practice. it. It's just that sounds yeah. awful to me. It's so awful. But yeah. the reason that I, so it's so funny because you talk about yoga, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to bring this up gonna forever come up but like yoga was like a big no-no in the church Ooh, that makes it a big yes yes yeah yeah yeah, even better yeah right it was a big no-no because like the poses were like you were like they were made because you were worshiping gods like that's what you that's what yoga is Mm. right and so if you're worshiping other gods like you're disrespecting god like the god the one true god right anyways basically Again, you open yourself up to all these demons and whatever if you do yoga. It's just fucking, it's nuts. Wow. It's so crazy. Uh, and just saying it out loud, I'm just like. <laughs> wow. That makes me want to practice even more. Anyways, so I did yoga at, um, when I worked at Zappos. They had like a studio like in a gym in there. And so like they had classes and one of them was a yoga class. And they had actually like instructors and, co- and stuff come in. 
And it was such a good class. I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to do this again. And then I joined Pilates and then that like incorporates a lot of yoga and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. And I remember getting a conversation from like my pastor and she was like, I saw, um, I saw on your Facebook that you, I'm not even joking you. I'm not even joking you. She was like, you know, just be really careful with the Pilates because they do a lot, incorporate a lot of yoga poses. I just want to make sure. Wow. Yeah. That's mad creepy. Yeah. So, you know, meditation to us was praying. Mm -hmm. And I always correlated meditation with praying, which is why I don't meditate now because I don't pray anymore. And so I'm like, I don't know what meditation is. To me, in, in the Bible, it says you pray and meditate on the word of God, which is the Bible, right? So meditating has this negative connotation to it now because I'm thinking prayer and meditation have the same, like the, they're the same thing, but they're not. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're praying to something, to a, to a god or whatever. But when you're meditating, it's you mm-hmm. within yourself. So yeah. like you said, didn't you say like you're praying, praying to, yourself. to yourself? Yeah. So yeah. I, but I do want to learn. Like I want to learn how to meditate because I think I need it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of apps out there that are like that do guided meditation. Yeah. And they'll seriously guide you through the breathing, the breathing techniques, taking deep, deep belly breaths. That's another good one. Digging deep, deep belly breaths and having your exhales be the same length as your inhales. And just, uh, yeah, there's a, it's oh, it's magic. It's magic. There's so much there's so much stuff that you could do that that makes you feel normal like feel better it's just being aware and just being with yourself and Mm -hmm. being okay with being in stillness and being in your head and allowing thoughts to flow and not sit in them just it's power it's powerful it's a powerful thing that's probably why i didn't want you to do yoga because it's super powerful it is super powerful like the i was watching this video it was so good um from this girl she was saying like the healing journey like Everyone thinks that it looks like you you drink the pain away or you smoke the pain away. And it's mm-hmm. like that pain doesn't really go away until you sit with yourself yeah. and you really ask the deep questions like, why do I feel like this? OK, mm-hmm. this is why. OK, why is this making me feel this way? Mm-hmm. And then you just keep digging and digging and digging mm-hmm. into like the core reason why you're feeling that mm-hmm. way. And then once you do that, that's like the real healing. You're like, now I know this and now I can move past it because yeah. I know why it feels like that. Yeah. And so that's why I like this book, too. Like the uh, the subtle art of giving a fuck. It's like basically you should when you think a thought that's not like something that you want to be thinking, you need like you have. And I don't know how they decide this is how you do it because I'm not even halfway through. But it's like it goes in. The thought goes in and then you're like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. that's and then you move that's past it. it. That's yeah. the goal. Is that you want to get to the point where something like hits you, you feel it feels uncomfortable and you feel it and you're like, you know what? Who gives a fuck? And then Mm. you move on. Right. So that's literally the the whole purpose of the book. And of course, I'm sure it'll tell you like how to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what kind of things, what steps do you take for that? And so I think like a lot of times it's just, it's just like we, we just need to stop giving a fuck about things. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. So hard. Most things don't deserve a fuck. They don't. Most things don't. And the things that do, we don't we don't give a fuck about. Yeah, right. Sometimes. Yeah, like we should be giving a fuck about mm-hmm. other things and we're we're wasting our energy. Yeah. But it's about that time. It's about that time, guys. It's about that time for yeah. us. In closing. In closing. Wait, what was my closing? 
Wait, do you have a closing? I can't remember mine. What do you mean? You had a closing? You had a prepared one? Yeah. About meditation? About medication. Medication? Yeah. I'm not sure. But either way, we're not health professionals. I want to say that first. We should have said that at the very beginning of the podcast, but you get it at the end. I'll put it in the... In the put a disclaimer. A disclaimer. We're not medical professionals. Um, these are from our own personal experiences. And you should consult your doctor if you want to pursue the idea of taking medication. Absolutely. Yeah. Consult a medical Consult professional. Consult a medical professional. That's not us. Absolutely not. No. Um, however, we don't judge either way. You know, mm. um, if you're on medication, if you're off, if you believe that you should take, if you believe that you shouldn't, I don't care. I think that you should be entitled to. If the, you need you know, to take medication, take though, it. don't withhold it from yourself. Right. Right. I, I encourage medication taking to people who need it. Need it. Definitely need it. Yeah. Definitely should take it. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. But also like just and then if you're not sure, just really dig in. Yeah. Ask yourself some hard questions and be honest. Yeah. Man, that's, Go that's, to therapy. That shit's hard. It is. Fuck. What's tough? It hurts. <laughs> Anyways. So we love you guys so much. We're so thankful you guys are here and joining us for episode 12. I think we're on 12. This is 12. Wow. Wait. Yes. Is it 17? I think 17 is the <gasps> average. Five it's, more. It's either 12 or 17, but I think it's five 17. more. And then we're in the yeah. hot spot. We're fucking doing the damn doing thing. Doing the damn thing. Look at us. <laughs> but it's because of you guys, because you guys make us feel like we're fun to listen to. They do. I, I mean, just I enjoy know the conversation. I know we're fun to. I'm, I have fun doing it, so that's what I care if about. If other people enjoy it, that's cool too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's I don't true. give that's a fuck. <laughs> you don't have any fucks to give for that. Um, but if you guys don't already follow us on the socials, Instagram and TikTok at Jezebel and the Jester, Twitter at Jezebel and Jest, and of course YouTube at Jezebel and the Jester. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that follow button, that little that little bell. The that bell tells you when we're gonna be on next. Yeah. We're YouTubers you an, now, so that matters to that us. That does matter to us. It helps us a lot. Like your reviews, your comments, your shares, all that stuff. Like I hate I feel so lame. It's like begging. Yeah. It please, is. Please, please do it. Please, please share our shit. We're I feel so, like I feel like one of those dogs in yeah. the Sarah McLaughlin in the fucking in the commercial. Uh, Please, with one like, you can get us an extra follow. Thank you. With one bell click, these two might make some money off of this someday. One day. We didn't start it for that, just so everyone knows. We did not start it for the money. We started it for the fun. Oh, my God. So much fun. Yeah. Some trials and tribulations, but Definitely. for overall, so fun. Oh, it's great. It's so great. I would be doing this regardless if we had the microphones <laughs> and cameras or not. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. These are genuine conversations. Absolutely. That's what I love about it. I hope that it. that comes across. I, hope, and I they feel do. like they do. They do. People yeah. talk about it all the time. Yeah. They're like, your guys is like back and forth. Yeah. And like the energy you guys have together. I'm like, I know. I yeah. Oh, yeah. We just have. Con this For is sure. how. This is why we were always like, where's the fucking mic? Where's the mic at? Where's the mic? Where's the mic? We need merch. All right. Okay. Anyway. Where's the mic merch? <laughs> we do. And we do. interesting merch. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and for sure merch 100%, 100%. we just all have a little 100 
would. Uh, that would be super cute. Okay, anyways. All right. We're thinking about two ideas. All right, we got to go. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great night. Take your meds. Bye. Bye. <laughs>